Hi, this is Jan Miyazaki, the host of the Wednesday 8 o'clock buzz. Thank you for tuning into WORT. If you like what you're hearing, please consider making a donation at wortfm.org slash donate. It is 8.31. Thank you for standing by. I have joining me Afrin Minai, um, the Militarism and Human Rights Program Assistant at the Friends Committee on National Legislation. And at Friends, um, she um, lobbies to reduce Pentagon spending, um, keeps an eye on the use of um, war authorization spending, um, works to end U.S. militarism abroad. And she says in the wake of escalating conflict in Israel and Palestine House, Foreign Affairs Committee Chair Michael McCall, Republican from Texas, has begun drafting a new authorization for use of military force against Iran-backed groups. McCall himself has said he is drafting legislation to authorize the use of military force should the war between Israel and Hamas widen. Um, Afrin Manai says, what McCall is proposing is, in effect, a green light for expanding war throughout the region. So it's just really um, great to have you on, Afrin Manai. Thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. Afrin, this really was important I, I, when, I, when I saw this at the Friends um, website and your um, post um, that uh, a new war authorization could devastate progress in U.S. Middle East policy. Um, So can we start with what McCall is proposing? So what Representative McCall was proposing was a new authorization for use of military force. Um, So for those who don't know, um, authorizations for use of military force are ways in which Congress can authorize the president to um, use slightly more limited um, military force. And we have seen it used to um, back most of our recent wars. So when you think about um, the Iraq War, the Vietnam War, um, Afghanistan, etc., cetera, uh, rather than authorizing total war, most of these have um, relied on the authority of a use uh, authorization for use of military force. Um, so what Representative McCall uh, was looking to do was to authorize the president to um, use utilize military force um, against Iran-backed militias. So this would include groups like Hezbollah, um, who have been connected to Hamas. Um, and so this would be, you know, deeply problematic. We've already seen the way in which the 2001 and 2002 AUMFs have just massively expanded um, U.S. military force abroad. And so, you know, authorizing yet another AUMF would be um, devastating to civilians in the Middle East, um, as the 2001 and 2002 AUMFs have been, and devastating to um, Americans as well. So um, say more about what a new um, uh, AUMF um, would the consequences would be, and you know what was the reaction? I know you know when, when you know he started talking um, about this. It's pretty horrifying. Yeah, absolutely. So um, the good the good thing that we have seen is that we have not um, had heard a lot more from Representative McCall about this um, Iran-backed militias. AUMF recently. Um, But the reaction to this was, you know, 
uh, you, you, Representative Ro Khanna uh, re responded to this saying, how about we first appeal the AUMF that, you know, green lighted the colossal blunder in Iraq before um, we asked Congress to vote for a new blunder. Um, and so this is really in reference to the 2001 and 2002 mm -hmm. um, AUMFs, which until recently there was um, a, a big push to repeal um, and replace. Um, and, and these AUMFs um, provided the authorization for um, the uh, war in Iraq uh, and as well as the um, war on terror. So um, a new AUMF would just add to kind of this list of catastrophes um, and to these authorizations that have been used um, to expand conflict be far beyond the, the um, original countries or groups are intended against um, yeah. and to, you know, against groups and countries that didn't even exist at the times so of the authorizations of these previous AMFs. So repealing the, the 2002 um, AUMF has been just impossible in the House. Um, the your sense of how the House even received the thought of expanding um, with a new AUMF to um, add more to the list of enemies. What was the reaction? Were, were, while, while you all, and we all, you know, folks want to repeal the 2002 one, were, what was the reaction? Right. So I think um, there wasn't a lot of credence given to um, this new AUMF, I think there were there would not be um, a lot of support. Uh, it would likely not pass. As you said, there has been a lot of support within the House and the Senate um, to repeal the 2002. Um, so we saw earlier this year, the Senate passed a repeal of um, that 2002 AUMF. And we have been pushing to have that bill um, brought to the House floor. Um, but in the previous congressional session, the House did also um, pass a repeal for the 2002 AMF. So I think that there would not have been a lot of uh, uh, support for um, this new authorization. Is there any reason to have concern under the new leadership of the House um, if the balance of power changes in the Senate, if the majority grows in the House, any things that you keep an eye on in your the course of doing your work around these issues? Um, so luckily there is quite a bit of bipartisan support for um, repeal and reform regarding um, AUMFs. However, I definitely think, you know, it's worthwhile to be concerned um, about potential support for, for new authorizations, um, especially with the conflict that's going on um, in Israel-Palestine right now. Um, and, you know, if it possibly escalates and um, spreads throughout the region. Um, but I think that's a little bit stronger than um, some other policy just because of the support it, it has on both sides from both um, Republicans and Democrats. So, you know, just for folks who, um, and, and as a reminder, folks who who um, are learning about this and as a reminder for others, why do we think of a UMS as um, 
uh, creating and uh, forever wars. And you know, the old the the two thousand and two Iraq AUMF has um, resulted in you know catastrophic loss of lives, right? Yes, absolutely. So we see we these um, AUMFs are seen as authorizing forever wars because, um, firstly, they did not include sunsets. So, um, for example, 2002, the Iraq War ended, you know, back in 2011, yet we still have not repealed this war authorization. And while it hasn't been the um, sole, um, you know, backing for uh, most military, um, use of military force abroad, um, we did see, you know, quite like most recently, we saw former President Trump um, use it as the reasoning or the authorization behind his assassination of Iranian Gen- General um, Qasem uh, Soleimani. So, um, and then we've seen the 2001, um, which was originally intended to um, be used against Al Qaeda and the Taliban, um, be expanded to um, 19 different countries and numerous different groups, um, including. Uh, countries like Kenya or Niger. Um, And this is because of this interpretation that the administrations have taken of these AUMFs, um, in which they say that they can be used and applied to, quote unquote, associated forces. Um, And associated forces is not a term that exists in either of um, these policies. Um, And it's, it's a very vague definition. So we've seen it. um, We've seen many, many groups, even groups that did not exist at the times of the um, passage of these authorizations be targeted using these AUMFs. And we've seen um, them continue to be utilized far beyond um, their intention. And in terms of loss of life? Uh, yes. the For example, we estimate that... Um, the uh, war on terror cost us, you know, 432,000 civilian lives and over 7,000 um, American service members. So you can see just how devastating just this 2001 the single AUMF has been. And so trying to end AUMFs generally and return these war powers um, back to Congress, and that each time this kind of war power is used needs to be debate, debated each time, right? Yes, yes. So uh, in terms of new war powers, if we were to authorize them, um, it would be deeply, deeply important that all of these authorizations include sunsets so that they're not just, you know, used um, till the end of time, but in fact have to be um, looked at and um, has to be determined whether or not they're they are still necessary. Um, we need to be specifically naming the targets um, so that we do not have this concept of associated forces. Uh, we need geographic limits that we're not spreading far beyond um, the the regions that these authorizations were originally intended for. And we need robust reporting requirements so that Congress is regularly hearing back from the administration. Um, on how exactly these authorizations are being used. There's a whole generation of people now who have lived with war being done this way in America, right? 
Yes, absolutely. I mean, I am part of that generation. Um, I belong to um, a Muslim family. Um, my father is Pakistani. So I have seen the way in which um, the war on terror has, I mean, you know, it, it's been happening my whole life. And I've seen how it's also um, impacted society and um, how we view Muslims abroad and Muslims in our country. And 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 the, there's no debate in Congress about the use uh, of, of 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 waging war this way at each location. Right. There is a strong belief in among members of Congress that the use of force and violence is the most effective strategy for countering terrorism. Um, but I think there's a, a, a growing consensus among Americans that diplomacy is something that needs to be relied on more. Um, and we've seen that this use of force has not been successful. Um, as I mentioned before, it's had a huge uh, result in loss of many, many, many lives. Um, and, you know, the number of terrorist groups that exist today is greater than back in 2001. So um, yes. I think at least the American people can see that the need to rely on diplomacy um, rather than force is is deeply important. And we do see some members of Congress um, calling for that as well. Um, there was recently a hearing um, regarding AUMFs uh, about two months back. And I think I believe in the um, for the House of um, Foreign Affairs um, and um, Representative Crow, he he pointed out to the need for, um, you know, utilizing other tools as opposed to force um, to address the issue of terrorism. Yes. You know, Afreen Manai, it's just been great to meet you and talk with you. Um, Afreen Manai is the Militarism and Human Rights Program Assistant at the Friends Committee on National Legislation, you know, talking about um, the authorization for use of military force. And and also, Efrain, to just talk about the impact both abroad and domestically on um, on, um, on, on, on you and, and um, on Muslims. So I, I, I just appreciate that, um, that insight as well. Yeah, thank you so much for having me.